Welcome to the Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Dunham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. Hey, my friends. It's so good to be with you again. We've got a solo episode for you today, just you and me hanging out. And we're going to start with an oracle card poll, take a take an energy check, pulse check on the rest of September together as we enter into the autumn season, which I've been talking a lot about in meditation classes and as a community recently is the shift that we're experiencing going into this new season. And it feels like almost like we're in kind of the gray zone right now. We are exiting the beautiful summer months, which are a time of new beginnings and, you know, project launches and all of these things, very extrovert kind of energy. We're moving at a faster pace. And then we shift into the fall season, which is really about reaping what we've sown in the past few summer months and harvesting. This is the this is the time of the harvest to enjoy the fruits of our labor and to lean into that and also to give ourselves permission to begin to slow down and to start finding ourselves in tune with nature as we ease into this new energy. So just that's a big theme coming up, just allowing ourselves to relax and to start to shift into a different vibration, knowing that it's just as productive as the go, go, go energy of the summer months. The slowing down and the going inward is is deeply impactful and deeply important. And this is something I'm really observing in my life right now in general. So I left Los Angeles. I left Topanga really abruptly, pretty much overnight. It was like a movie scene, to be honest. And uh, I'm not you know, nervous about talking about this at this point, but I left because I had a stalker in Topanga and it was getting to a dangerous level. This person knew where I was. It was just, it was not a good situation. And I had to make a split decision for my safety, honestly, overnight to leave the house and to completely leave Topanga. So I am now on the East Coast in a completely different environment. Uh, I haven't seen the rain in a while. (laughs) It's a beautiful rainy day here. And everything is so green and lush. And on a day-to-day basis on the East Coast, your emotions kind of go with the flow of the weather. It's really interesting. This is something I love so much about being here. Uh, It's a totally different pace. But as I arrived here on the East Coast, I, I was like, why do I have so much space to like take a nap and to meditate more? And I feel like I'm reading more. I'm looking at my schedule like, am I missing something? I'm teaching the same amount of classes. I have, you know, new clients coming in. I actually have more clients coming in. Like, why do I feel like I have so much more space in the day? And it's because it's about energetic space. It's about spaciousness and feeling safe to relax at the end of the day. It's about feeling like you're in a sanctuary that gives you permission to completely be yourself and completely lean into your existence without kind of running around and trying to to please everybody around you, perhaps. So it's a very tangible feeling of spaciousness that I feel here with this move. And the move in general has been such a lesson in surrender big time. And I just posted a reel about this as well. But another big thing I've been seeing come up in community is releasing control my goodness, this has been just huge coming up, like loosening our grip on what we want the story to be all the time. You know, we can definitely lay out parameters for how we want to feel 
and, you know, have these dreams for our life. And this is what manifesting is about too, right? But there's this beautiful dance that we get to do with the universe and the world is to just let it go. Let things unfold as they're going to unfold. And I just had a client saying to me, you know, what if I make the wrong decision? You know, I think I want to do this, but then I paralyze myself because I have all these options. And, you know, what if I make the wrong decision? And I said to her, you know, there is no wrong decision. There is no accident. There are no mistakes. Because even if you make a decision that you're ultimately not happy with, that now you know what you don't like and you won't do it the same the next time. So really remembering that no matter what you decide to do, it's going to work out for you. It's all leading you toward your highest expression of self and to a greater place of peace. So give way to the messiness of life. Just let it be messy. This is what my buddy Leo was saying in his workshop the other day. His whole theme of the workshop was like, life is messy. And the sooner that we are comfortable with understanding that and accepting that, the easier life is going to start to feel. So just taking inventory and taking note of where we can loosen our grip on the narrative that we want to be so true in life. Where can we create more space for flexibility and more ease and flow? And part of this as well is allowing space for an even better scenario to happen. Because I think a lot of the time when we're trying to control something so intensely, we're like, well, if I don't have a grip on this, then the worst possible scenario is going to happen. Well, what if it was the opposite? What if something even better were to come in? You know, there are two parts of this. First of all, what if something even better comes in? And second of all, taking a look at what you're even so afraid of. Like, what is the worst case scenario that you're so afraid of? Is it logical, first of all, that that would even happen? And if it did happen, would it even be so bad? Probably not. Like, you would probably be okay, right? And then from there, you can kind of make a plan even. If, if it's control that makes you feel better in, in some way, like make a plan for the worst case scenario. <laughs> that, that always helps me feel better if I'm actually really freaking out about something. And then just once you realize that like even if the worst were to happen, you'd still be okay, then you can open up to something even better coming and just loosen up a little bit, right? Okay. So those are the themes we're working through right now. The change of season, the softening, the slowing down, and the releasing of control. Um, and coming back to just my example of moving from Topanga to the East Coast, that surrender was the best thing that's happened to me recently. I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm so much more at peace here. My business is doing better than ever. I'm around more friends, more family. I'm spending a lot more time in nature. I mean, everything is just getting so much better. It was like the universe was like, Helen, uh, if you're not going to listen to the pings the first time, we're going to give it to you big time. So <laughs> it just got me right out of there. So I choose to see through the lens of protection always. Um, so that's where I'm at. That's where my journey has been taking me. And that's the choice that we have at the end of the day is how do we choose to perceive a situation? All right. So let's pull some cards here. And I'll invite you to, for a moment, even if you want to pause this for a second, bring to mind something that you would like to receive clarity around. Something that you'd like to receive clarity around. It can be anything. Let's see what comes up. Walking away. <laughs> we got walking away. It's this image of a woman leaving this enclosed 
space, uh, walking away through a fence and, and looking back to see what she's left behind. So this is really permission for you and validation for you. If there's something that you have been ready to release or let go of, but you might be afraid to do so, trusting that you can do that and you'll be all right. It's okay to walk away. It's okay to say no. This is a huge thing too, is about the willingness and the courage to say no to what doesn't serve you and shedding the identity of the people pleaser. Really allowing yourself to stand true in your worth, in your authenticity. If you don't like something, you don't have to partake in it. You know what I mean? A funny example. Um, my sister was like, oh, let's watch this show, Yellow Jackets. And we started the show and it's very scary, but I was like, okay, let's watch it. Like, and I never watch thrillers or like actual like horror stuff, stuff that's really scary. I don't want that to be in my psyche, but I was like, all right, maybe I'll just loosen up. I'll, I'm just kind of curious to see what this is all about. So I watched it and like, it was okay watching it with her there because I wasn't that scared. But then I started to watch it on my own and I was like, I am really freaked out. And I was looking over my shoulder. I was like looking at all the shadows coming in and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Now I'm in a really weird space in my head and I'm feeling really scared. And I was like, well, Helen, maybe you should listen to your, <laughs> your intuition here. I don't like that. I don't like horror. I don't like to be scared like that. It doesn't feel good. So, you know, I tried it. And then, you know, it's important to just listen to what you really want. And if you don't want to conform to a certain way of being, if you don't want to watch that show, if you don't want to go out drinking, if you don't feel like, you know, taking on this client or this kind of job, that is okay. You don't have to do anything that you want to do. So standing in your power and giving yourself permission to walk away from what's not serving you. Uh, because when you do that, when you say no, you're actually saying yes to something much bigger and much better for you. When you say no to something that doesn't feel in alignment to you, you're saying yes to what is. And you're creating space for that to come in, for that vortex that you've created and that vacuum you've created for light energy and light frequency to come in. Uh, whatever you choose, you're creating space for that by actually saying no. So there you go. Good message there. Okay. Let's do one from the Work Your Light deck. And I'm going to link the cards that I'm pulling from in the description below because I've got some fun decks here that I think you guys would enjoy. Okay. Protection. Mm -hmm. Call back your power. Cut the cords. Soul retrieval. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? This is about, you know, protecting your energy and noticing where your energy has been spread out. You know, if your energy is still lingering in the past, you know, in old memories and old memories and experiences with people, call your energy back into the present moment. Bring your energy back in right here. Those old stories don't need to keep looping. So start to create a new story for yourself, a new paradigm. Same with the future. If you're having anxiety about what's coming down the line, Call your energy back into the present moment. Everything's okay. And sometimes to physically get myself into the present moment, I'll just give myself a little pat on the back just to, to lock in the energy into the body. It's okay. Like I'm right here. Everything is right here. And I, I'm sure I've talked about this with you guys before, but, you know, cleansing your energy can look like literally cleaning up your space, you know, cleaning your sheets, washing your sheets, cleaning out your car, 
you know, cleaning your floors, just doing a deep clean of all your spaces to create a sanctuary for yourself to completely reset the energy. And then using sage or Palo Santo to, to smoke out the energy in the space. Uh, smoke is a wonderful clearing agent to do so. And to say a prayer of protection over your space. Um, there is a phrase in Reiki, which is chokurei. Chokurei is a protection term. And so you can kind of use that term and, and spread that really protective energy throughout the spaces in your home uh, and just say chokurei with the intention of calling in protection. So, yeah. And another thing, too, as you're beginning uh, your spiritual practice or beginning your day is what I was going to say, is just imagining a bubble of light around you. Imagining that bubble of light using the power of your imagination and your intuition and your gift of visualization to create a protective light around you. Yeah. So, yep, this is just calling, calling forth protection here and noticing what pings in your mind and in your psyche as I say that word protection. Uh, maybe something comes up for you where you're like, oh, I need to let that go. I'm ready to cut that cord. Yeah. And there are a lot of cord cutting practices you can do as well. Even if you just go on YouTube and look like a cord, look up like a cord cutting meditation, I think you'll find something uh, that could be resonant for you. All right, we'll do one more from this deck. Play, have fun. Don't be so serious. <laughs> Celebrate. I love that. I've been feeling that so much more. I've been around my family dogs recently. And the dogs just play all day. They're so funny. Oh, my God. And I just remembered, like, this is why we have animals as part of our family. And uh, the, we consider family because they just bring so much happiness and light into our lives um, and just bring you really, really centered and focused in the present moment and just having fun. So intentionally getting yourselves into environments that feel supportive of your play and your intentional play. And, you know, maybe even creating a space on your calendar if life is feeling a little too hectic or too busy or too serious, like setting aside time blocked off in your calendar to play and wind down. Maybe that looks like having a glass of wine or some tea and putting on some great music and getting out some paints or doing a collage, making a vision board. Maybe it's dancing or learning a TikTok dance. But like, what feels fun? What would you do for fun? You know? Maybe it's like going to the beach and taking a long walk or something, but things that get you kind of excited and in that childlike energy where you're just curious and you're, you're just having fun, you know? Okay. Last card. Let's pull from the archetype deck. See what our archetype is for the rest of the month. Okay. Ooh, we got the wolf. Mmm. Speaking of protection, the wolf, like feeling into what the wolf represents for you. When I think of a wolf, I think of tribal energy, of groundedness, of fierceness, of courage, and of the wilderness. I think of rewilding. And this is an interesting space to get your consciousness into, is to even close your eyes for a moment and experiencing yourself as part of the wilderness. See if you can allow your consciousness to tap into that of an animal, a wild animal. A wild animal has all of their senses activated. And there's a unity consciousness 
that runs through the wilderness and the wild animals. There's no concept of time. Yeah, it's getting back to that animal nature, that primal nature that you have within you. And and feeling into your connection to earth. This is about releasing all of our ideas of labels and identities and what boxes we should be fitting into. This is what we talk about when we, you know, think of the phrase rewilding, coming back to that natural wild self. We live in a really interesting and unique time right now where we are evolving as a species incredibly fast. And we're experiencing ourselves more in like kind of a robotic way, much more in sync with technology. We use technology like 24-7. So getting back to that primal way of living where our feet, our bare feet are on the ground and we're breathing in that fresh air and we're leaving our technology behind. We're connecting with the plants. We're getting to know the trees and the indigenous plants and wisdom around us. That is what we're talking about when we talk about rewilding is regaining a sense of familiarity with our, our natural self. Hopefully that makes sense. But it's, it's a, it's a shift in brainwave. It's like a shift in consciousness to feel into what it feels like to be part of the natural kingdom. Okay. So that's our vibe for the month is rewilding big theme of protection and walking away from what's no longer serving you the courage to say no and then protecting your space. Yeah. Remembering your rituals, remembering your, your spiritual practices. Okay, and then our last little segment here, which I will do um, pretty much every month. So I'm going to be doing these solo episodes. Every fourth episode will be a solo one. And we'll play around with some themes here. But I think Oracle cards are a great, you know, kickoff for conversation. And then I'll always do a Q&A with you guys. So you can always submit, you know, questions if you have like a piece of advice you'd like, or you just have a random question or a conversation that you'd like to open up to the community. Uh, Feel free to DM me anytime. Um, so this is what we've got for today. Okay. Can you talk about loneliness and the death of old self patterns and rituals? Oh, rituals for that. Yeah, absolutely. So when we are in a place of shifting into a new timeline and a new paradigm, when we make the conscious choice to change and we tell the universe, I'm willing to change. We've got to be ready for the universe to shed that skin with us, shed that skin for us, to let go of an old paradigm that we have been subscribed to for so long. Because at the end of the day, as I'm sure you've heard, we've got a choice between two pains. We've got the choice of staying in the pain of being the same, of playing out the same life we've been playing for so long, knowing that it doesn't feel good, knowing that that's painful. Or we have the pain of growth where we're shifting into the unknown and we don't know what's coming and it feels really scary and we start to lose everything that feels familiar and we might feel like we are, you know, swimming out at sea alone. That's where the trust comes in. That's where we are building confidence and we're, we're trust falling. So when we're making these big shifts and we're declaring that we're open to a new life and a new way of being, what I like to do is give myself little challenges to overcome. So maybe that is taking a short course in something and completing a course, because when we complete something, it gives us a sense of feeling confidence, knowing that we have our own back, uh, knowing that we can accomplish what we say we're going to put our minds to. And 
it just shows us that like it's going to be okay and we can complete it and we can move through something. So giving yourself little challenges or maybe it's like going on a, a big adventure, like going on a, you know, a big hike or something, something that feels like you're overcoming something to help you get into the the natural cycle of the unknown and to lean into that and knowing that when you actually lean into life in that way, you get rewarded big time. So and rituals that I have for that always come back to compassion. They always come back to loving ourselves and being really gentle with ourselves and remembering ourselves as children, you know, remembering that that light and that innocence and that vulnerability is still living within us. And everything that's not that is just like layers of a shell that we've been building for so long to keep us safe and protected. But can we peel back those layers and just open up that vulnerability once more and comfort ourselves when we're feeling scared? Just like literally give yourself a hug. I'm doing that right now. It feels so good. Just give yourself a hug to remind yourself and your whole nervous system and your body, like, I've got you, you're safe. When we're going through changes and, and ego deaths and death of old self, it's really important that we prioritize our root chakra balancing and that we feel like we're safe. And uh, something interesting to think about, too, is when we're balancing chakras, we can actually eat foods that match the color of the chakra to balance it. So if we're balancing the root chakra and we're talking about safety, we can be eating more like strawberries and tomatoes and red peppers, uh, red foods, believe it or not. So that can help us balance out. And root chakra is really related to grounding, getting our feet on the earth once again, and, and getting into places that feel safe very intentionally. Popping in for a moment to chat with you about my mentorship series. So this is a private one-on-one -on -one mentorship series with me that goes for seven weeks at a time. We are really looking at your most basic underlying framework as it relates to the subconscious. We take a look at your subconscious belief systems and we essentially work backward. We take a look at how you're thinking, how you're behaving, how you're showing up in the world. And we take a look at what belief systems cause you to behave in this way and if it's for the better or if it's harming and we start to rewire that and we build you a new story and in doing so we build you a new paradigm. We do this most importantly with compassion, with curiosity, with so much love and honoring of yourself. And this is really powerful transformational work. I'm really here to offer you a safe space, a space and a portal to grow and to become the woman that you have dreamt of becoming. I have seen absolutely astonishing results in the women that have come through this container. I see it physically come through them. I see it happen in career shifts that they you know, have been experiencing and relationships that change and evolve. It's just absolutely amazing what happens when we invest in ourselves and prioritize our well-being. Our entire life will change for the better. So if this feels like something that is calling you forward and feeling really resonant with you, just go to HelenDenham.com slash mentorship. You can book a free half an hour power session with me and we'll get to know each other. I'm so excited to meet you. I'm honored that you're here and thank you for listening regardless. I love you and back to the episode. Uh, but yeah, actually leaning into the challenge of exploring the unknown in little ways so that you can handle the big stuff coming through. Yeah. Okay. What's the most sensible, influential thing you've ever heard someone say? Mm. I think I just mentioned this, but my buddy Leo saying and encouraging us to remember that life is really messy the other day was really 
valuable and felt like a big permission slip to to just let life run how it's gonna run and just lean into that and let it be messy and just kind of accept that life is kind of chaotic and I believe that we signed up for it (laughs) so if we can train ourselves to be pillars of strength while that chaos is going on around us that seems to be the most helpful thing I've I've ever learned is to just prioritize your peace train yourself as a peaceful warrior so that you are kind of unshakable so that you're not you know going at life from a place of reactivity you're going from a place of responsiveness and you're able to receive a shakeup with calmness and peace and groundedness because you know who you are and you've trained to be strong like that and that's about meditation that's about going inward and being an explorer of self getting really comfortable in those ways so i think just the acceptance that life is unpredictable and fucking messy is big because I think what I had done for so long was just try to push up against that and try to create this perfect life, this perfect paradigm. Like when I have this, I'm going to be happy and everything's going to be perfect and I'm never going to face another obstacle again. And it's about also knowing that like if things are falling apart, it doesn't mean that you're not intelligent or that you're not intuitive or you, you haven't done the work. It's just another layer being peeled back because you're ready to handle it. Once again, we're never we're never given what we can't handle. If something is in your life, you're going to be able to overcome it. So it's just accepting the, the natural chaos of the world and kind of like looking at that through a lens of having fun with it if we can, ideally. Like, all right, what do you have for me today? <laughs> Let's shake it up. Let's see what we learn from this one. So the sooner that we can accept that life is unpredictable and messy and all over the place and chaotic, uh, the easier it's going to start to feel and, and we can strengthen that that peaceful warrior identity that we have within us. Okay, when did you start using oracle cards? Do you have any tips for getting started with them? I love oracle cards. I actually almost never use tarot cards because tarot seems to take a lot more of like memorization and getting to know the suits, which is something I'm definitely going to dive into more this year. But I love oracle cards because every deck is really different. And this is, you don't have, you know, to have any special training or anything. You just have to be open and curious and, you know, follow your pings, follow what comes through first. So if you pick a card first, just look at the art that is on there. Okay. And just see where that leads you. See if you pick up on any symbols or colors. Notice how the card makes you feel. Sometimes it's very obvious. Like, for example, I'll pull one right now and see if I can help you understand this. So I got this card, the thinking woman. It's uh, a card with a lot of green. So green for me represents the heart chakra and opening up to healing. We've got this woman holding a book and she looks very wise and she looks like she's in kind of a library, a really um, stronghold looking kind of place, if that makes sense. And this symbolizes to me um, the power of logic and the power of planning and the power of being heart led as well. So, you know, mind and heart connection as we make decisions and it might even symbolize like a woman who could be a mentor or a guide coming in to help us so those are just the things I start to pick up on when I look at a card like that like what kind of colors am I seeing what's going on in the background letting the art speak to you and noticing what comes up for you that feels resonant with that so hopefully that makes sense okay anything on worthiness yeah absolutely I think 
what I'm seeing come up with some clients recently has been that they need to perform a certain way to feel worthy. Like they're not allowed to be happy. They're not allowed to have a great life because they haven't earned it and they have to work harder to earn uh, a happy life. So my work with myself and everybody has been to completely turn that on its head and to come from the knowing that you were born worthy. You were born enough. You were born perfect. And there's nothing that you need to do or be or have to prove that and to make that true. That is a lie that's been told to us by capitalism, the patriarchy, consumerism. It keeps us feeling like we're not enough. It keeps us feeling like we have to have certain things and do certain things and achieve certain things. For example, we need to be famous. We need to achieve big status to feel worthy. We need to be clapped for and applauded for. That's been a huge thing I've been rewiring is this obsession with status, releasing that. Um, Similarly, looking at especially what women are like peddled, you know, that we need to get lip filler to match a certain beauty standard that we always need to be put together, that we need to shave our legs and our armpits and like, you know, whatever these things that we're told we need to change about ourselves to be deemed worthy. And what I love about this time that we're living in, the age of Aquarius, is that we're in this age of breaking chains. A lot of us might feel like black sheeps in our family because we are questioning everything that's been, you know, peddled at us to get us to buy and consume and to morph and shift. And you know what? It's never enough. There's always going to be another trend that comes down the line. Like, okay, now like thin eyebrows are in, so you got to pluck your eyebrows. Or now thin lips are in, so your lip fillers need to get taken out. And now, you know, it's better to be... Uh, you know, curvier than really thin. So now you got to change your body. It's like, what the heck? Just like, if we can start to release these narratives that honestly, the patriarchy, (laughs) I'm just saying that because I've been watching some TikToks on feminism. Um, Yeah. But if we can start to release these ideations that have been placed upon us to keep us small, to keep us consuming, uh, the closer we're getting to our remembrance of our true worthiness and our innate worth. And, you know, again, like we were talking about with rewilding and getting back into that unity consciousness of the wilderness and our connection to nature. Do you think a dog ever like wonders, you know, am I worthy enough for like a pat (laughs) or like a hug? No, it's just they just exist in that knowing that like life is just life. And we've got all this like the circuits in our minds are so interesting and so funny. Like I always wonder why humans evolve to be such like obsessive thinkers because we don't see this other otherwise in the animal kingdom so that can be a really healing place to return to is just remembering our connection to all life you know we've got seven almost eight billion brothers and sisters across the globe all having this shared human experience so remembering that you're not alone in anything you've ever experienced or anything that you will experience there's someone out there who's going through exactly what you're going through and recognizes your emotional state And just letting that be a comfort to know that you're not alone and just remembering that, you know, your worth from the time that you were born is the exact same. Like it was, it's just something, a story that we've been sold to tell us that we're not worthy of something so that we keep buying, that we keep consuming, that we keep ourselves small. And I think it's especially important as women that we start to question all of those stories and say, fuck that. Like, I can't tell you how 
how much of a struggle it's been for me being in LA to not get lip fillers and start to conform to what other women look like. Um, I went in and got Botox at one point. I got like a lip flip at one point, <laughs> like about a year ago. And I just, I just felt like kind of off because I'd always told myself like, let's not do this. Like, let's not open this trap door into obsessing because it just, it just started to take me down a path. And it's still to this day, something I struggle with. Like, you know, I don't want to be getting lip filler. I don't want to be getting, I don't want to be changing my body too much because I know that it, it opens this trap door into like changing everything and it gives me like body dysmorphia. So, um, that's just my personal experience with it. So I've stopped getting, uh, obsessive about like changing my face, for example, and I haven't been getting Botox, which I'm still open to, by the way, I'm definitely open to a little Botox down the line. And who knows, maybe I'll change my mind about like a little filler down the line when I'm like in my 50s or something. But right now where my mental state is, it just doesn't feel healthy to me to subscribe to that because all of uh, all of the girls on TikTok and Instagram are starting to look the same because we're all getting like fillers. We're all starting to look like the Kardashians with all these injections and stuff. So that has been, I've had to really like pull myself back from that temptation. Little tangent there. Um, I've experimented with Botox and I'm like not opposed to it, but real big face changes. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. We gotta, we gotta just be careful with ourselves about that because that's just, I'm afraid telling ourselves that we're not good enough, but that's my personal understanding and anybody who's gotten filler or done anything, you know, with, with changing their appearance, if it makes you feel better, I support you, honey. I just like, this is a, it's a tricky thing to talk about, isn't it? I'm not really sure what the, the, the most helpful thing to say is, but that's just been my experience. Like I'm trying not to go down that path because I think it's just opens a can of worms. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever worry about stuff or have anxiety? Yeah. When I left LA because of my stalker situation, I started to have intrusive thoughts for the first time, to be honest. Like I thought I was thinking somebody was following me, um, you know, which was kind of a rational fear, but I was freaking out. And then I just, you know, I had to come back to the tools that we talk about all the time together is just breathing. EFT really helps me. Uh, but just remembering that, the future is not in existence in the in the scary way that I'm dreaming up. That in this very moment, everything's okay. In this very moment, I'm safe. In this very moment, all is well in my world. Everything's okay. So it really comes back to like self-soothing and those soothing talks to myself. And, um, you know, not bypassing in any way. Like I really had to address like what was my biggest fear there. My biggest fear that I was that I was going to die, like somebody was going to hurt me and then her, you know, my family was going to lose me. Um, so that was really scary. And so it really had me questioning, you know, what do I believe about death? Because it seems like at the end of the day, all of our worst fears lead to what happens when we die. And I think what has gotten me through this particular situation and just about every situation has just been such a strong faith that I've built with source with God, with the universe, this real faith, because I've leaned on that and I've built this muscle that I have this like constant line of communication and exchange with the universe, like constantly working with it to bring to life dreams and desires and to feel comforted 
and to help me understand my ancestors, to to help me understand my intuition. Um, but it's a it's a relationship I've cultivated with God to help me through the most difficult times. And that's how I overcome anxiety. So when I had those intrusive thoughts and when I had those fears, they really didn't last more than a couple of days. I just had to get down to the root of what I was really scared of, address those deepest fears, and then work on the tools that you know we've got available to us to to move through those fears um and just recognize that they're they're projections at the end of the day and that everything's all right okay all right we moved through a lot my darlings i hope you're feeling you know like you got some clarity out of that and i hope you're looking forward to this change in the seasons and the months we've got a pisces full moon coming up here on the 10th, I believe, which is very emotional, very kind of artistic energy, water sign. So this is a beautiful time to even get near water, maybe take a bath, a salt bath, Epsom salt bath, light some candles, come back to your practices um, and keep that line of communication open with source. Oh, one thing, the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, I just posted this on my Instagram story, is I've got a beautiful ritual for you that I just love. I've been meeting with this diviner, um, this wonderful man who has studied shamanism for a very long time, and he gave me this honey ritual that I thought I'd share with you. So I love the way he described this. He says, one drop of honey represents 10,000 trips to a flower. He said, just the, the power that's in a drop of honey, the life force energy in a drop of honey creates this like lighthouse energy. So it's so simple. As, as always, he, he recommends to start a ritual by um, offering ash. So I'll just light some Palo Santo and then just kind of tap the ash out of the top of the Palo Santo as the initial offering. Um, have a little glass of water and then put a couple tablespoons of honey into a little jar and just hold it and say a prayer. Ask for what you're calling in. Communicate with source and talk about what you're moving through and what you're calling in and how excited you are to receive it and how grateful you are to receive it. And then just leave it on your altar or a sacred space for about three weeks and know that that honey is like a lighthouse just calling in that beautiful energy and that it represents and it is quite literally just an embodiment of life. Honey is just like so rich with that life force energy. So that's what I wanted to give to you guys to end on enjoy that maybe that's that'll be a fun full moon ritual for you and i will talk to you on our next episode i love you so much thank you for being here with me i was a little all over the place today but love that <laughs> okay my darlings talk to you soon